Welcome to the E6 Podcast from Colonial Church, a place for candid conversations about what our church community is learning, what's going on in the world, and how it all applies to our lives as followers of Jesus. My name is not Tanner, it's Brooke. I'm back. This is episode 95. I skipped out on last week. I just didn't want to do it anymore. That's okay. I understand. Yeah. We missed you, you though, you, Brooke. You, you, you put up with a lot, so you deserve that one all. <laughs> That's right. That's right. <laughs> I took a break from you guys. Yeah. Not from the podcast. Well-deserved, man. I'm well listening deserved, to you yeah. guys, so... Yeah, we almost floundered there without you, but it's, uh, you know. I thought it was our we best made it. episode. Best episode I bet, ever. I bet, I bet it was. I bet it was. I bet. Uh, in the comment section, was yeah. episode 94 the best ever episode? There's something different about this week. It just, yeah. it's just, it just, just feels better. like. Just better. It just feels like we just keep going. Like Nobody's stopping our conversation uh, and making us talk about something different. I'm yeah. shocked we landed the plane ever. <laughs> Yeah, I don't. I mean, Brooke's usually the one going, you know, giving us hand signals. Okay. Like, wrap it up. I think my laptop died. That's why we stopped. That's you know, right. some... oh. <laughs> it's mid sentence. Like, yeah, we'll, we'll put the song there. Yeah. So, yeah, that was good. Had a nice well, welcome break. back, man. I appreciate it. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Did you have a good uh, little vacay? Yeah. Uh, some time off? You know, it's it was a staycay, right? Yeah. So it's, yeah. it's hard to, sometimes it's hard to call that vacation. Right. And my my goal was to, uh, rake up the leaves. Like we don't have like a massive yard, but we have, we have a decent sized yard, but we have really big trees, like really old, like 40, 50, 60 year old trees that are just covered in leaves. Mm -hmm, And mm -hmm. they start dropping leaves in like say September. And then they don't stop until January. (laughs) And, and so, and I refuse to rake every single time. Yeah. Between each, because it's not like all at once or, or just, I mean, it's like one batch and then they wait a little while and then there's another batch Mm -hmm. and it's like, you go outside and it's literally like snowing leaves. Mm -hmm. And then the next, you know, you give it another couple of weeks and then it's all And So I'm not going to do it. I'm not going to rake my yard three times. So it literally took all week to, to rake leaves. Well, I actually, I, I took the, uh, I took the liberty of saying, you know what? I'm on vacation. I don't really care right now. Yep. And uh, so despite having to get up early in the morning and take the kids to school, I came home and took morning naps. And I was lazy for the first like three days or so. Nice. And so it was like Thursday and I was like, oh, I guess I got to go I guess this. I got to go do this. <laughs> I now. guess I got to go rake leaves. <laughs> you should see the piles. They're just <clears throat> massive. Oh, I can't. I can't even imagine. They're massive. And now it's like, oh, hey, the weather's going to be terrible for the next couple of days. So I'm like, do I have to go like... Uh-oh. Do I want to like leave work early just so I can go home and try to rake up as much Uh-oh. as possible? Are you going to have giant <laughs> piles of leaves covered in snow that will look like giant piles of snow? Soon? They will look like giant piles of leaves covered <laughs> in snow if I know any Wichita Falls weather. But yeah, uh, yes, yes. And so it's like two of the trees. They they send out these little. The, they drop these little like pokey seed balls that oh. they're just super annoying. But. But I have a I, I I finally splurged. I think it was last year, the year before, and I bought this like uh, um, blower slash vacuum oh, thing. Uh-huh. That, like, but it but it doesn't work with the ball, so I can't use it on my front yard because it's just constantly. Oh, it like, doesn't. Nope, it, nope, it doesn't won't work pick again. those up. Yeah, yeah. And so I'm like trying to get all the rest of the you yeah know, everything, but there's just so many leaves. <laughs> <laughs> and then it was the playoffs this weekend, and so I want to watch football. And so I get it. You know, wait, it was, wait, wait. There was football this weekend? There was, yeah. Yeah, it's a Super Bowl this weekend. <laughs> Close as we're ever going to come, dude. That's <laughs> <laughs> why we celebrate. I distinctly that. remember you saying something about, I cannot believe that I was so blessed to come out of the womb 
Dallas Cowboys. As a fan. Dallas Cowboys fan. That doesn't sound like the same sentiment this that morning. Was, that was before. That was before. <laughs> that was the morning. <laughs> We're talking to, about after the evening. Trying to, <laughs> trying to channel my inner Eeyore. <laughs> Uh, hey, in all seriousness, I, I did say that, but in the same uh, time frame of the day and the same venue, I said, I think this is the last weekend I get to wear this thing. So <laughs> I was right about that. But that's, that says that you could only wear that in, when, you're, when you I'm have the a possibility no, no, no. of winning. I am not a bandwagon fan. You I will, have spent many, many years me. with my team being Come terrible. on, you know, you've seen me after awful losses wear my, my apparel. I'm not a bandwagon guy. Just I'm saying. a bandwagon fan. I don't. <laughs> I, I ain't, Tanner no longer cares. I just don't care. So then, when they're winning, I'm like, sure, I'll go for them. Yeah, that's fun. Yeah, I'll join you in your celebration. Now we're that's, losing, that's or my, your morning. That's Actually, my, I, that's where I get out. Yeah. Out. That's my downfall, though. I, <laughs> I work too hard and I care too much. Oh, you that's know? yeah. That's a fatal flaw, man. <laughs> was that was that first set in the office, or is that somewhere else? I, I remember Steve Carell saying that. I'm sure it was. Yeah. I care too much. That's right. Those are it, my flaws. it sounds that's, like a Steve Carell thing. That's my yeah. downfall. Yeah. That's it. World's Just the world's boss. best boss, man. That's why I keep buying these mugs for myself. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> Just to remind myself. Okay, so we're going to have, uh, moving on, we're going to have some interesting weather, apparently. Yeah, apparently. Well, it's, yeah, it's Monday morning now. It's news to me. And uh, my favorite local meteorologist, Jesse Thomas. Jesse Thomas. Shout out to our colonial uh, school administrator. He's a school administrator at City View. He's a principal. Uh, principal and uh oh my goodness like with all due respect to the other meteorologists in town um almost none of whom i even know their names i know <laughs> ken johnson because he's the man but uh i think jesse thomas is the best meteorologist in the city and i go on facebook to look at jesse thomas's facebook page to find out what's we going have quite a few people around colonial that do the same thing they've Follow him specifically oh, for that, you know. Oh, the comment section is always like, yeah. thank you. Oh, Thanks, Jesse. Thank yeah. you, Jesse. How would I plan <laughs> without your help? You know? And and to his Dude, know, he's it, doing this, he's doing this in like the late hours of the evening and yes. early, early, early well, morning before he goes he's a busy to guy. Yeah. And but it's also, also incredible he, he's detail. Not doing it consistently. He's doing it when okay. Oh, when there's an ooh, event. Ooh, ooh, this is a big one. Yeah, yeah. Let me, let me get on and yeah, help yeah, people yeah. out here. Yeah, yeah. So, so this is, a, but this is all new to me. Like I, you, you oh, brought it up man. earlier, and so I jumped on his Facebook page. Mm-hmm. And while you're reading it off to me, we're, I was reading it. And we're like, here to share and then here's resources. The, here's the details, yes. and I was like, oh, good grief. Yes, yes. Um, in fact, we we know we can we put his name in the show notes with greatest meteorologist in the city in parentheses. So that people, anybody who calls Colonial Church their home, I mean, find his Facebook page and do yourself a favor. You're welcome. You're Make welcome. sure you comment yeah. on his uh, on his feed that uh, E Six Podcast, the E Six Podcast the sent you along. Meteorologist <laughs> in the city. That's right. Just keep doing what you're doing. I tell you what, E Six Podcast, we're the authority on. Oh man, greatest our uh, meteorologists. Yeah. Everybody's seeking that. Just <laughs> Everybody's seeking that. <laughs> Jesse's gonna be like, "Who are all these people? <laughs> we got at least four more people." <laughs> That's right. Or he's gonna be like, "Oh, I Tanner, didn't even know." Brooke, Warren, That's right. <laughs> and Tanner's wife. <laughs> <laughs> In all seriousness, thanks, Jesse. When yeah, the man. weather is about to get keep it coming, bad, man. Most likely. Jesse says we have a ten to fifteen percent chance of it really just being wah, of it wah, not being yeah, yeah. but that's which a normally much I would argue we have like a 
90 to 85 to 90 going to be bad and then yeah. nothing happens. So Chess is I'm, usually really accurate. I'm a little nerve si- nerve sided about this. I yeah, always, I mean, I always get this way. Nerve sided. Nerve sided. That is something. I'm excited because I just want to drive my Jeep in it. Yeah, and I've got the I've got the I've got the four the forerunner right now, so I'm like Let's do this. Please. <laughs> I will go play. Uh, that's right. Okay. <laughs> Where can I do donuts in mm-hmm, this? Mm-hmm. Who needs to be pulled out of a ditch? I got you. <laughs> that's right. That's right. I always hey, throw the shovel in the back. My minivan is all-wheel drive. I'm just saying. I'm ready. You know? It's not the same. All just right. let us know where you are. We'll come help. <laughs> yeah. We'll, we'll be there. <laughs> hey, um, can I completely change gears? Uh, God, I want to give a random shout-out to our local... Crisis Pregnancy Center. We've spoken of them before. Um, one of the ministries we want to partner well with here in the city. It's called the Center. Is that correct? It is. Uh, formerly known as the Pregnancy Help Center. I think. Did yes. I say that right. This is a few years ago, but yeah. Tell us real quick. Well, actually, save that. Tell okay. us in a minute who they are and what they do. But I just want. I read this just this weekend, and it just made me all the more hopeful that we can partner well with them here in Wichita Falls. Um, this this article was just pointing out how um, now that Roe v. Wade has been overturned, and and of course the landscape has just changed. Um, this article was just saying, man, crisis pregnancy centers and maternity homes are going to be even more important moving forward in what what this article called the post Roe world. Uh, they sh- they put a spotlight on on similar to the center here in Wichita Falls. There's this place in Chicago called Heather's House and and does some really cool stuff for women in their community. Let me just read this real quick. This is so cool. In 2019, uh, Gina discovered she was pregnant with her second child. At the time, she was homeless and running from the law. She was addicted to drugs and alcohol. When her mom suggested she call a 1-800 number for help, Gina didn't expect much. Quote, but she felt like she was out of options, so she gave it a try. She was connected with Aid for Women, a Catholic network of five pregnancy centers and two maternity homes in the Chicago area. Shortly thereafter, Gina moved into Heather's house, one of the two maternity homes run by Aid for Women. The staff at the house helped her prepare for her baby. They helped her stay clean and sober. They paid for her first year of school. They connected her with resources. This is so cool. Today, Gina and her daughter live in a two-bedroom apartment in a Chicago suburb. Her older son is in the process of returning to live with her. Gina is working full-time and is studying to be a sonographer. Sure. Um, she wants Person that does son- sonograph. Yes. She wants to do ultrasounds at Aid for Women's Pregnancy Centers. Cool. And I just read that and thought, man... What a beautiful picture of of a ministry for people just in the worst of situations, mm-hmm. and it just brings it home for me. Like, I mean, we're we're watching football games, and there are women in crisis all at the same time, and people like Vanetta tell us, remind us about the center and what they do, and and just a quick shout out to them um, that we need to be praying for them and and helping with money and volunteering hours. And would you remind us? right here in Wichita Falls, what they're doing, Brooke? Yeah, I'll uh, try to do what what they're doing justice. Um, you know, Vanetta Ferguson is uh, the director out there and um, part of our family here at Colonial, as well as several people that are here that are on the board um, or go out and, and 
on a regular basis are I believe Pam Sproul volunteering their time. One yeah, of the key board members. Um, yeah, and Gene is a part of it. Gina, Gina um, or Shan. Yeah, they they uh, they are are out there a lot, um, and so we we've had the opportunity to go out and and partner with them on some things, and um, so but again, I mean, they are helping um, women who are in a crisis pregnancy, right? Uh, unexpected or, or a rough situation or whatever. Again, uh, she would do it a whole lot more justice, but I mean, th- their, their services are offered for free. They do, um, pregnancy tests and ultrasounds and classes and, um, you know, other, other tests that are available. But one of the things that I like about it, uh, a couple of things that I really like about what they do is that one, they don't leave the guys out. They, they want to involve the, the men as well. And they have, um, specific things for the men to, 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 to learn and resources for them. And then it's not just a, uh, let's do those, the medical side of this, but they are trying to, um, connect with the women that are coming through that. Um, and, and with, with, uh, a Bible study and hangout time and providing them with the material needs, um, you know, you talked about yesterday in the, in the, um, in the message talking about, um, uh, having um, material poverty and a lot of times coming through this, you know, that that is a struggle for a lot of people going through a crisis pregnancy and being able to gift them uh, diapers and wipes and clothes for their for their baby and, and all that kind of stuff. So they, they do a whole lot of things. Um, they're involved in, um, you know, in so many different ways. And again, I don't, I don't know that I could even do it justice to, to talk them up that well, but, um, but yeah, so that they are, I, I agree with you in a, in a post row world, um, that, that your options may feel even more limited as maybe they weren't before. Um, in whatever way you want to look at it, this is a great place that is saying, you know what, Hey, we, we want to help you through this and guide you, give you information that you need, uh, make sure that you're informed about what options and stuff you have in front of you and how these things can, can benefit your life. And part of why I, I feel like this is terribly relevant is not just cause it's a, an important ministry that we can and should partner with, but man, in our culture, you know, post row be weighed, um, abortion is going to continue to be a huge talking point. Elections are coming up. Big elections are coming up again next year. Uh, it's going to be something politicians are, are talking about, obviously. And I just want to bring up something that was profound for me um, that I felt like I learned um, really in the last election cycle and, and looking at abortion and, and, and more closely is that the national election has a very small impact. The national presidential election has a very small impact on abortion rates and those kind of things. What, what is much more effective and much more correlated to the number of abortions that take place and, and those kind of things is on the ground actually helping at the local uh, crisis pregnancy centers and, and actually um, trying to serve and meet the needs of women in crisis, giving them different options um, so they don't have to, in their desperation, go down that road. Uh, that just really stuck with me to see actual data and numbers and really sound arguments for that. The, the national stage is going to take the spotlight again real soon with abortion. 
And I think it's just really helpful for us as church leaders to go, okay, yeah, 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 that matters. That's a key, you know, line item on, for some, the top line item or, or a very important line item. But regardless of where you stand politically, man, for us to go, let's, let's not just talk about that, you know, over the, you know, in the coffee shops and online and that kind of stuff. Let's go, let's go meet the needs of some women locally. Um, quick call to our group leaders to man, wrestle with how can maybe you involve your group with the center. Um, or if you're not in a group here at Colonial Mem, how can you and your family, how can you take your kids and say, hey, can we, can we come do something right? Can we paint your fence? <laughs> mm. Can we bless you and what you do? Because we can't do some of the things you're doing. Um, in one of the, one of the, the um, easier ways uh, that, that does not require a lot, doesn't require you to uh, send money or write checks or uh, go paint a fence or, um, or whatever, is just to get on their prayer list. Um, yeah. So that's a, that's a super easy way to do it. Um, and, and this is basically like, not, not like you're going to get a, 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 you know, text message all the time and, um, you know, constantly dealing with something, but anytime they have somebody coming in that is um, in that crisis pregnancy, that this is some way, that this is, it's, I mean, just like our prayer team, you know, you have prayer requests here. We want to make sure that we're that we are are partnering with you and praying for what you're what you're going through, and they're doing the same thing. And so that's an easy way to just kind of dip your foot in the water, if you will, yeah. um, and be a part of of what the what the center is doing. And I know that Vanetta would be thrilled if she uh, could get more people signed up to pray for these women. Can you also include something like that in the show notes? I will do can. what I can. Yeah, that'd be awesome. So. Um, I, I want to get to the uh, wrapping up our our series on friending, um, but before we do that, yeah, I want to enough of that. No yeah, more seriously. Yeah. Uh, before we do that, I wanted to make sure that we spend some time and talk about Awaken, which is coming up next, um, and not just because oh it's a new series, um, but uh, because we we want to spend a little bit of time and and um, oh it's and much bigger than a teaching series. Lay it's, the groundwork yeah. for what's coming. So. Uh, what what can we expect uh, for those maybe maybe for anybody out there that that was not a part of Awaken last year? Um, what are we what are we looking forward to in the month of February? Yes, 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 yes. So um, I'll speak to you, to any of y'all listening who were not a part of it last year, or maybe just you know barely remember it. Um, There's a lot happening in a year. <laughs> yeah. Uh, we again this year, second year we've done this, are partnering with multiple other churches. There's seven other churches this year we're partnering with. And um, simultaneously at these different churches across the city, we are going to uh, pray for our city. We're going to pray and fast for the entire month of February. Uh, actually go a couple days into March, so it'll be a 30-day fast and prayer experience doesn't mean we're all going to starve. There's a lot more to it than that. There's different ways to fast. We're going to, we're going to talk about that even as soon as this Sunday, uh, there's different ways to be actively a part of it. But a couple of key thoughts are, um, we've got a daily devotional book that I'm actually really pleased with that we, we put together, um, actually another pastor at, at another church, shout out to Scott Franks at Edgemere church of Christ. Uh, he's written uh, at least one or two books before, and so he knew how to do this. But we've gotten different devotionals 
submitted from all eight churches, I believe. <clears throat> and um, so if you're using this devotional book over the next month, you're going to be on day 13 and go, hey, there's so-and-so from my church. Um, and there's other days you're going to see different people's names from different churches that have submitted some daily devotionals, all from the Gospel of John, which we're going to read through um, all together. Hope, hope to encourage everybody to do that. Uh, so on one hand, we're it's just a shared experience of we're all praying. We're all diving into Scripture together. Um, all four Sundays in February, all eight churches will be teaching from uh, the Gospel of John from different parts of it. Um, and then to be real specific, um, the main difference from last year is last year uh, we tried to pray for everybody in the whole city. So if you sign up for Awaken, you got a packet. You were um, you were given, I believe it was 15 names. Uh, and so in theory, um, if the math was right, you know the entire city was prayed for by name, uh, which I think is beautiful. It's cool, but. In contrast to that, this year, we're not praying for strangers, if you will. We're not just giving a list of names we don't know. We're taking it to a different, uh, in a different direction to say, who is in your sphere of influence? People you actually know. So the back of the packet, if you haven't, if you didn't see one from, from being at Colonial yesterday, you can get one this Sunday, this coming weekend. Um, get a packet. That's, that's number one. That's how you get involved. Um, on the back of the packet, it's got just a, a, a diagram where you just can think through, who do I work with? Who do I go to school with? Who do I live next door to? Who, who's God put on my heart and my mind? Uh, maybe it's a family member even. And, and to put those names on the back of that packet, on this, this chart, if you will, just to keep in front of you and say, I, I want to pray every day, the whole month, for these people. I want to pray over my relationship with them. I want to pray... Uh, for opportunities to bless them, to serve them, to um, show affection to them, to encourage them, uh, to have conversations about Jesus, about things that matter with them. And mm. so that's the main difference from last year. Uh, for all you that did it last year, man, I hope you get just even another level of excitement. This is, this is going to draw us to action. This is not just a, a passive, you know, get quiet, and pray, which I don't, I never think prayer is passive anyway, but it's not even going to feel passive because it's drawing us to, okay, Lord, open opportunities for me to talk to these people, to serve these people. And so, um, we're going to lay all, all that out this Sunday, um, as, as kind of an introductory teaching and reminding us what the scripture says about why we fast and, and how we can do that together. Uh, but also you can get your packets this weekend. I know we, we got, a lot of people picking up packets yesterday for the first yep. time. Ten bucks, I believe, comes with the devotional book. Comes with the packet you need to start off. Um, yeah, yeah, and and next week is the uh, the last chance to get it before February. So, um, if you didn't get one this past weekend, or you weren't there this weekend, this this past weekend, then you know, gotta make sure you pick it up this week. Um, you can you can get it through the app. Uh, you can sign up and and um, and fill out the information through the app and and pay for it through the app, and uh, we'll set it aside and have it available for you. Oh, if that's, you, that's great. If you go know, that route, that. I'm not going to ship it to you, but um, <laughs> I'm, I might. Uh, you know, in in this weather, I might let you know Lauren in his uh, four wheel drive minivan 
um, deliver it if he's uh, if he's up for that kind of hey, thing. Hey, no so, problem, man. Me and my soccer mom minivan are that's ready. Right, got it. We're ready. Powered doors. Um, so yeah, this this weekend, uh, this will be the last chance to get it before um, before February. Uh, kicks off so uh, we'll we'll continue to have them available as long as um, you know we still have some in stock and uh, you know even into the first you know week or so of February for anybody that that is uh, just joining in or um, or needs one available so um, so yeah I think I think we're um, I'm excited about it I think it's always it's always something um, different you know Tanner I know you uh, uh, feel some kind of way about uh, spiritual disciplines and uh uh, I do feel some kind of way about <laughs> spiritual disciplines, yeah. <laughs> this is this is the this this specific month we're going into is just um <clears throat> it's just one of those things we never do as a, the church at large, you know, it's it's difficult to wrap our minds around. So, I love that we're devoting that much energy to understanding it a little better and partnering with other churches to do this and I mean I'm excited about just the possibilities. I mean, it takes a long time to establish uh, rhythms, but um, the possibility of what Awaken can be, this congruency between churches in our city, and just uh, it ha- you, you stand a better chance of changing the posture of our city uh, when you have these churches um, kind of band together and, and execute something like this. It's pretty cool, so... Um, I'm excited to jump in with other people and yeah. do this. Yeah, I'm excited about the uh, the devotional book, uh, as you said, Lauren. I think that's that's a lot of fun. It's one thing that's just like, oh yeah, I, I read a devotional that by you know some celebrity person or yeah. or really smart person or well read or whatever. But to to be able to read one that's that is intentionally put together by um, people throughout our uh, our our community. Um, like mm-hmm. if you as you as you read through each day is is written by somebody different and um, are you know are coming from a different church different church context uh, you know or or maybe from our own so there's uh, there's four of them in there that are written by four of our people mm-hmm. um, yeah you know here from our church family so uh, that that to me is just that's that's fun it's it's just that much more um, personal to to Agreed. what we're doing rather than. Hey, we found these books from somewhere else and and brought them in, which is fine. It's, there's nothing wrong with that, and uh, um, you know, not not that we can't learn learn from people outside our context as well. But, yeah. So. Yeah. Hey, let me rattle off the churches. We're part, rattle them. Partner with real quick if, you're, if anybody's curious. Uh, First Presbyterian, uh, or by MSU, uh, Edgemere Church of Christ, uh, Welch Street Church of Christ. Welch Street uh, did not participate last year. No, no, that's not true. They did, didn't they? I can't remember. Um, but um, it's been a long year, man. They're I an African American uh, Church of Christ. I'm so I'm so glad we're doing that with them this year. Um, I think they're the new church on the list. I'm trying to remember. Obviously, Colonial uh, First United Methodist, um, One Life Redeemer, and Tenth Abroad Church of Christ. So, um, Did you say First Press, First Press, first one I said. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I wasn't listening. And man, what what I know of the pastors of these churches and the kind of the demographic. Or the locale in the city uh, of these churches, uh, I've, it's it's actually um, it's it's cool just to see. We're not, man; these are not all like each other. <laughs> yeah, I think I think me. just in that list, I'm you you, re, you reading that list off. I'm like, man, our our city is well represented in 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 that list of churches uh, partnered together. So that's pretty cool. In different parts of town, mm-hmm. yeah. 
Yeah. Okay. So Awakens coming up. If you don't have a packet, make sure you get one this weekend. I will have um, those available um, around our gathering time. Uh, you can come find me out at the table, and um, we will get you taken care of. So uh, make sure you do that because we are about a, you know, just under, just I guess over, just over a week away from um, from kicking that off in that thirty days. So, okay, uh, friending. We are wrapping up, we just wrapped up, I guess, our friending series on um, being thought, being friends and I, stuff. I, yeah, wow. I thought you, this was you breaking up with us. You know, you know like, our friending is over. Our friending is over. Uh, I was just a little <laughs> surprised. out on a podcast? Yep, that's right. I knew beforehand, just so you know. <laughs> <laughs> I knew it was coming. Uh, I guess that's better than a text message. <laughs> I was a little disappointed in the uh, the the lack of friends references throughout the friending series, um, but I understand that you know missed opportunity, man. I'm I'm old, and that show is too. So uh, we have a um, very old. I, we had some we had some feedback that was sent in. Uh, I guess really? it's more of a request. Oh, I didn't know uh, about this. Yeah, I didn't tell I'm you. Excited. And tell you it's more fun this way. Um, this, uh, this, 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 I guess, request, not, not necessarily a question, but, uh, you know, it says, um, since you mentioned the different ways you like everybody in your spiritual family, um, that was one of the things that you talked about, uh, is you like them all in different ways, right? And we were talking about not everybody you love in the same way, right? So all of the people that are in your spiritual family, that you like them all in different ways. You're talking to me personally, Yes, you, you personally, Lauren okay. Jones. Okay. Could you please rank us in a list in order of your favorites? Yes. At least for the top 20. And go. Okay. So well, can I actually start at the, the bottom? You could start at the bottom, sure. Start oh, this is going to get interesting. <laughs> Um, like least favorite, least favorite of of the top twenty. We said so. This is the t- you know, <laughs> two two most favorite. I can't do that. That's yeah, ridiculous. that's yeah. ridiculous. I love it. I love it. That's uh, funny. I yes. want to know who sent that in, but you're probably not going to tell me, right? Oh, I don't mind. It's Kelly. Oh, it was, okay. It was Kelly. <laughs> that's um, too funny, Kelly. Yeah, too so. funny. <laughs> well, okay. I will. You know what? Honestly, probably my favorite. Um, I don't know if you know her or not, uh, Kelly. Scott Morris, easily my favorite. Um, Somewhere in the top twenty, at least. I don't. Does she make the top twenty? No. (laughs) Don't kill me, Kelly. (laughs) (laughs) She easily makes the top twenty of um, of of podcast guests. She's amazing, folks. Yeah, she's awesome. Shout out to Kelly. Thanks for that feedback. That was good. Good question. That was I like a great that. question. <laughs> I like that. You should have seen him squirm. It was awesome. He's like, oh, oh my gosh. gosh. I, don't I don't know. know. Oh. Yikes. <laughs> oh, you know what, though? Mm-hmm. On, on, related to me, um, if I did answer that question seriously and burying myself, uh, I have had several people um, attack me on my <laughs> disclosure of my feelings about cats. Yeah, and we don't need to belabor. I got to witness that a lot. That was good. We don't need to belabor like to see that. Podcast. That was fun. But because I made a very clear connection from the scriptures, uh, with from between Satan, <laughs> very clear, very clear. <laughs> Satan prowls around like a big cat, is what the Bible says. Mm-hmm. Like a like a there's evil associated with these these. Creatures. See, but I, I remember Tanner saying that he feels like big cats are closer to dogs. Big cats are pretty cool. Power, but I did say, yeah, but I don't I like a house cat. 
Yeah, uh, Pat Page, wow. um, our, the chairman of our elders, and a very good friend of mine uh, disclosed that um, as I said that, sitting in the crowd, his wife, Shaney, just elbowed him and said, <laughs> I don't like him anymore. She busted I don't think I like Lauren anymore. <laughs> Broke down and in she's tears. She's not alone. Uh, I got I several different ladies going, uh-uh. uh-uh. No, I, don't, I don't think this is going to work out between us. Mm-mm. I'm like, wow. Mm. Okay. Yeah, well. Well, at least you uh, you marked some people off of your friending list. I think maybe made it easier. It, it brings people to a crossroads. You've got to choose between your cat and and just experiencing God's love. And oh wow, well, yeah, good you sell. Know. I like that. <laughs> something. I don't know. Something. Like I don't know what I'm talking about. God made cats and dogs. Good grief. Did he? Uh, so you guys talked about last week, you guys talked about um, relationships, you talked about um, different types of poverty, uh, poverty of um, relationships being the specific one um, that you brought into this week. Uh, and, and I thought it was interesting to, um, again, I guess we talked about this in the, in the first week of, of things that are making friendships more difficult um, and, mm-hmm. and some of the causes of the relational poverty that we deal with, um, or, or maybe is the uh, um, widespread epidemic, if those would be the right words. Yes. Um, but uh, increased mobility, uh, I think we talked about that on the, fir- on the first week of just uh, um, moving around and you know being in a different area, jobs moving and changing, um, and how easy that is yeah. now, you know. Um, I, I think we celebrate so much how the world's gotten smaller. We say that the, uh, our opportunity to travel, whether it's vacation short term or, or, or just a move. I mean, you know, Tanner talking to you, I, I think of, of people like you, who you've grown up here um, in the greater Wichita Falls area, your whole life, you're 30 now, your wife's 32. She's lived here her whole life. And to think, man, wouldn't it be cool to go live in Oregon or South Carolina or, and, and everybody kind of has those options, you know, and we celebrate it. And there's there's good from that. I got to grow up in Europe. Like, you know, that's just who got to do that, you know. But I think people who live in Europe. Yeah. <laughs> we forget to thank you. You're welcome. Thanks for that. <clears throat> but we forget that there's celebration on one side. We forget to grieve. OK, but how does this negatively impact us? You know, there's a cost to the increased mobility. Yeah. Well, and, and, and I. Yeah. I even can, I mean, I've experienced really good, close connection with people who three or four years down the road, yep. they're gone. And after about a year, we lose contact, you know? Yeah. Will Ladner. Yeah. Long, you know, he's a colonial for probably three or four years with Jen yeah. and his family uh-huh. and boys. Mm-hmm. He just popped in the office last week. He was down visiting. I don't yeah. think you were around. I wasn't he? around. Mm-mm. And we just gave him a big bear hug. And he, they live in Pennsylvania now. Yeah, but and aside, and honestly, aside from his intentionality of yep. making mm-hmm. a not, paying a visit, not connected. Uh, yeah, I and you, uh, and you lose and I, I, I can. Speak I love to, those people. I can speak to friends I had in Denver, friends I had before that in Houston, and with rare exception, you, you just you drift away, you lose connection, and so mm-hmm. there's a cost to the increased mobility. There's no doubt. Yeah, I think I, most of us are and have are experiencing and have experienced that. But don't you think it's like I'm uh don't you think it's because of our f- uh maybe false belief, false hope, maybe naive uh about what or even our under- lack of understanding of what real true relation relationship is because 
Like I've talked to, and I'm not, I'm not, not, not necessarily the Ladners or, or or whatever, but there's been people in my life who just have a great deal of confidence in our ability to stay well connected because of social media, because of access that we could have. You know, what, you and know I'm what? like, I just, I'm like, I don't. But you know what I say to that? First thing that comes to my mind, capacity. Yeah. I don't, when I moved away from. Friendswood, Texas, the Clear Lake area, the south side of Houston, where we lived for 17 years. Mm-hmm. And we moved to Denver, where we lived for, I think, seven years after that. I had great confidence that I was going to stay in touch with a lot of people, that I was going to come back and visit, that they surely would come up to Colorado. Everybody came to visit us in Colorado. But it, it wasn't a lack of confidence or sincere desire, it was capacity. Because even for a guy like me, who's a connector, a relational person, um, not not extreme extrovert, but I've got a little bit of extrovert in me, well, what happens? I move up to Denver. I start to get to know my neighbors there. I start to get to know the people I go to church with there. I start to get to know people I work with. And it doesn't take too long. I'm hanging out with guys doing fun guy stuff there. I'm, I'm going to a movie with that couple and my wife. I'm... And so it just—it doesn't take too long—a year, two years, three years—where mm. my capacity, the time I have, the energy I have relationally, starts to fill up there, and I just start to grieve. Oh, I—I've just lost touch with all these people that I genuinely care about. In fact, one of my worries as a pastor, if I can be this honest, is I wonder how many people go, "Man, he said he was my friend. Mm. He said he loved me." I haven't heard from him in three and a half years. Yeah. Jerk. Yeah. And the reality is it's not a lack of desire. It's first of all, it's, it's a lack of interaction, obviously. Right. But it's a lack of capacity for me. I just, so I think everybody's got a different capacity. Some people have, my wife has a capacity for about four. (laughs) (laughs) I've got a capacity. Let's say I've got, let's, let's aim big. Let's say I've got a capacity for a hundred. Well, here I am serving a church. That sounds exhausting. Of a few, well, I'm exaggerating because I really don't. I bet I have a capacity (laughs) to be a good friend to 10 or 15 people tops. Yeah. You know, I'll bet I have a capacity to be a a okay friend to maybe 60 or 80, Mm -hmm. you know, but I live in a community with 104,000 people and I serve a church with several hundred and I've got new friends here. I don't have the capacity to maintain those long-term relationships if I'm not interacting with them on a regular basis. Yeah. So, yeah, like the amount of time you have, not just even energy, but the amount of time that you have to put intentional relationships yeah. together, like you just don't have I that. Think Will Ladner, they, the, Will and Jen, great people. They love us so much down here. I believe it. Yeah. They miss yeah. us. Yep. What's our hope for them? That they are making new friends in Pennsylvania. Yeah, that they're not just looking back going, man, I wish we had those people we here. We want them to yeah. be lonely. We want them yeah. to invest yeah. in other people. And so if everything we hope happens for them in Pennsylvania... It costs us. It means less connection and with us. Just, yeah, that's the cost of increased mobility. I right, think. right, right, right. So, mm. I I grieve all the time about, as one who's lived in different cities and states, I I grieve, not just the loss of relationships, but I think I probably even feel some guilt because I believe in yeah substantive connection and I I just don't have the capacity to just keep adding to my list. Right, you know? right, right. Yeah. And, I, I, and yeah. I think so often it's not even, it's not the desire, as you said, you know, it's, it's, there's so much, it's, there's just so much other stuff that we have to get done. 
you know, that it becomes, mm. you know, when you, ha- you know, it's, it's almost like a return on investment as, as awful as that might sound. That's like, I have this new community that I'm a part of that we have to pour into and do here. And it pulls away from all of that to try to keep mm. those things from, uh, you know, those, those, those old relationships, if you will, um, keep them going for, you know, you know, it's like, Hey, we can FaceTime every once in a while and <laughs> that's cool, but it's tough. But what do you say to the person who thinks, uh, well, that's what friendships are because of X, Y, Z, because of reasoning that we've just laid out busy lives, the schedule's not the same. They don't live in the same area, whatever. And we've learned and developed this new way of staying connected, you know, quote unquote connected. I mean, what do you say to that person that thinks, well, we should just accept this is what relationship looks like to, to in our in in yeah. in our society today. Like, what do you? What is your? What's your question specific? Is are you asking on behalf of the person, for example, who serves the United States Air Force and moves every three years? Like, they don't have a choice, is that right? What you're asking? That, yes, I mean, like, well, this is as deep as a, a, a relationship as I'm going to be able to have, and I can't just lament relationship all the time yeah so i just accept this level and hypothetically i just accept this level of relationship i'm not going to go any deeper than this because i can't sustain it and i can't can what do you what do you say to the person or even the person who just doesn't realize there is deeper right you know i think about like um you said i mean i'm 30 i'm not old um but i even have I even have cousins who are younger than me who have grown up in the world of this is as deep as friendships go. Like they think this is what it looks like to be well connected. They don't know otherwise. I mean, yeah. I, I, like how do you, I, I don't know. How do you, how do you convince someone that they are relationally Im, what is it, impoverished yeah. if they don't realize that themselves, you know? Well, you're bringing one of my thoughts. You're bringing up the reality that we're all different. Yeah. Um, I, I joked about my wife's capacities four and my capacities, you know, a lot higher than that. We we are wired differently. Um, on one hand, bluntly put, I grieve for the person whose job, for example, makes them like military makes them move every two, three, four years. I grew up with a lot of those families because we lived overseas and I went to school on a military base and I heard my friends lament, Oh, I have to make a new best friend every other year because I'm <laughs> moving or they're moving, you know? Um, now the upside of that is resilience, you know, is, is fostered in them and the military kids I got to know were just really good at making friends quickly. Like it does, there's some positive that comes out of that, but, um, what, you know, I think about, uh, a couple of my friends come to mind that just travel all the time. You know, how do you invest relationally, especially over a long period of time, if you're out of town 20 days a month, you're, you're yeah. flying or you're a salesman traveling or whatever. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And you know what? Those are hurdles. I mean, I don't know what else to yeah, call it. Yeah. They're challenges that if we want to live out an interdependent life, like I think God, I believe God created us to, we have to overcome those challenges. 
Um, on one extreme, uh, maybe we say no to that job that pulls us away from our family and our neighbors and our church two thirds of the time, you know, if I right. can be that bold, right. You know, maybe we go, no, nope, you know what? There's other ways for me to make a living. Um, however easy to say and hard to do that is. Right. But also, okay, okay, no, no, no. This is this is my circumstance. I am committed to moving every three or four years. I am committed to being gone a lot. I am, I've, I've, my, my two cents, which doesn't sound very encouraging, is okay. You got to figure it out. You have to, you have to want this bad enough to overcome those challenges. Um, we don't all get to grow up in a little small town our whole life, and um, there's something too long-term sticking that any of you people like you and, and Shelby you, you should on one hand the grass is greener I'm sure in your minds but on the other hand don't apologize for the gift you've been given of some amazing long-term relationships yeah you know even though I hear you lament well everybody else keeps moving <laughs> well well yeah you know, but that's the world you got to live in sure you've got to overcome those barriers yeah. you know yeah yeah um and that is where you know, modern conveniences to go back to, to that can be a hurdle, but guess what? Two of my best friends on the planet live in the South side of Houston. I haven't lived there now for 12 and a half years, man. We prioritize talking on the phone. We prioritize sending each other stupid gifts and, <laughs> and you know, videos and, and we prioritize meet. We, we've met in Waco several times the last few years, uh, for an overnighter. We get it. We get an Airbnb and we stay up, late you know playing cards and laughing and maybe we go to a baylor game or something um we have used modern convenience to we, we use southwest points yeah to know? stay connected hey, let's yeah. go let's go see spring training ball in florida one time you know and so we try to use those modern conveniences for good how can we stay connected and and we value each other's friendship enough to do that so yeah um i know you guys have talked about going to see some people up in in the northeast uh, yeah, both the fun of travel, but also man, we miss these. We miss people, them. Yeah, we want to stay connected to them. Yeah, it's worth the investment. Yeah, um, time, energy, finances, etc. Mm-hmm. You know. So instead of grieving about it, it's okay. What can I do about it? What can how I, can you make it? How can you make yeah. these hurdles work for you? Yeah, you know? yeah. Hmm. Yeah. So I mean, it, it makes me think. You ask the question, like, what do you say to somebody that doesn't mm-hmm. understand that? And I think the the best thing we can do is be that example to the people around us. We talk about storytelling all the time. Like what stories are we telling of the people that we love and Mm -hmm. um, not just assuming that everybody else has those relationships, you know? So I'm I'm curious, you talked about refrigerator rights um, on, uh, on Sunday and um, that is terminology that, that is normal in my life. Like that's, that's not a new (laughs) thing for us. Like we heard that. No, I'm just curious. Is that, is that, is that a new, uh, not the concept itself, but, but like, have you guys heard refrigerators more, more than that? I guess I'm curious, like where, where did you guys learn um, refrigerator rights? Is that something that you like fell into? Is that something that somebody had to teach you? Did you see that growing up? Cause I think about my life and my parents were, um, my parents, I don't, I don't, maybe they would have, maybe they would have called it that. I have no idea. Um, but my parents were great examples of, um, always having the door open to 
their friends to my friends, my siblings' friends, that it was come over. I mean, I had, a, I had in a couple of different places that we lived in town growing up, I remember having a neighbor that was who I spent all the time with. Like, that was my friend. Mm-hmm. That was, you know. Yeah. Um, and and there was, it was never like, wait, did you ask if you could go get that? I mean, it was just like, oh, yeah, he's, he's over and we, right. we ate some food or he needed a lunch or whatever. And, and it wasn't always like trying to meet a need, like, oh, you need some food. Come have some food, you know. It was very much like a, yeah, no, we just fully expect that, ours is yours and yours is ours and we need to come over to your house. My parents did that really well mm-hmm. growing up uh, and watching them with a couple of different families that we've ended up vacationing with for, you know, we did for, for decades yeah. while, while growing up. So I'm, I'm curious, where, where does that, where, does that come into your life? Tanner, you, you guys are, are good examples of doing that right now. Where did, where did you guys? Learn well, I would that? like to think we are. I, 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 Shelby and I want, we want our home to be a place of, uh, solace for for people, a place to come in and just be comfortable. And um, uh, <laughs> we were joking yesterday uh, about we've got we've got a lot of people. I, I think we have a lot of people who have refrigerator rights at our house, but we've got even we've we've got kind of another step of that. We've got like garage code people, you know, like they got <laughs> they got the code, like they just. Can show they just go in the house anytime, you know. <laughs> yeah. So we've got some That's of that stuff. It's another one. But I would One say thing for you to drink drink my you know OJ. It's another thing for you to have yeah. full access to my house when I'm out of town. Man, we've had <laughs> yeah we've had uh, we've had people uh, we've woken up on a Saturday morning and walked into our living room and there's been someone on our couch drinking some coffee. Yes, yeah, Lauren, but you know <laughs> my bad. Um, so I don't know. I would like to think we are decent at that, and we that's that's something we strive to. But I would say I I can't speak for Shelby and how she grew up with that happening or not happening. But for me, I watched I watched my grandparents just be spectacular at that. I mean, I grew up in a place where the door was never locked. I mean, it would be it'd be night dead of night and somebody could come in and hmm. and have a seat or pass out on the couch or whatever like i mean i just i grew up with uh i wouldn't say we classified it as refrigerator rights but it was just like this is just what you do it's normal yeah. and that was my aunts and uncles and my cousins and and my friends in the area and adults uh just i i can i remember I remember having to sleep on the couch. My story's a little bit different. I ended up living with my grandparents for a time. And I can remember having to sleep on the couch because my grandparents took in someone who needed a place, you know. Uh, and it was just, this is what you did. Mm-hmm. Um, so that was instilled in me. I have to. I got to give props where props is due on that. The, the, I think the greatest thing I learned was um, if you're, if you're, uh, if you're not open to stuff like that, specifically refrigerator rights, uh, you're probably not developing good relationships with people, and you're not really a place. Uh, I think often the work of a Christian is to be a place of healing for people, because mm-hmm. um, the world just damages you. And uh, I think if you don't have refrigerator rights, you're probably not doing lots of healing in people. Um, so I, they, it was established. It was just kind of it was funny to to see you. <laughs> have that as a point this weekend and and then to have the conversation 
<laughs> we got to go do some discipleship conversation uh, with our small group leaders and um, to hear them uh, talk about it. And it was mm-hmm. funny. We were over at Lauren's house and they immediately, they're walking in and going, what do you got in the fridge? <laughs> you know, it was, <laughs> was, it was, was just fun. Yeah. I was also, I was also <laughs> yeah, they were listening. bummed, A, I tested No, Tanner. no, yes. don't be, no. <laughs> oh, I test, check this out. Here's the situation. So we're having, we're having about, uh, I think, 15 or 16 group leaders over to our house yesterday <clears> afternoon <throat> for just a brief time to pray together and talk together. Tanner's the first one there because he's helping lead it with me. And um, he's walking up the street. I can see him out the window and I go, girls, girls. We're going to find out right now if Tanner was paying attention this morning when that was teaching, because if he rings the doorbell or knocks, <laughs> then that's a f- epic fail. And they're all, I was kind of thrilled because my, my girls were like giggling, like they got it. Like, oh wow, they listened to. Yeah. And Tanner walks up and we're, we're bracing ourselves and he rang the doorbell. I'm like, <laughs> what in the And world? I walk in, I walk in and everybody I'm just starts like, screaming, fail! Fail. <laughs> like, hey, I'll know? stand up for Tanner. Okay, so there is a difference in just walking into some really good friend's house and walking into a really good friend's house that has Girls. four daughters. Oh, I know. I'm just saying there there has you to not be. Pick apart my. my I'm story. going to. I'm gonna. Yes. I'm gonna do it. Thank you. You know. Thank you. I'm just saying. Oh, you're right. And you're I also right. I right. also put it back on him too. <laughs> he goes, "No, you're just trying to get out." And I'm like, "Look, man, it says a lot more about it says a lot more about you the fact that I didn't feel comfortable just opening your door That's and right. walking in. Right. Why was your about door? Me. Why was your door not why open? You, why was the screen door closed and the interior door shut? And <laughs> this just we were, no, we closed it. It was actually I open. know I heard it closed. We closed it so we could. Test I heard it closed just for the test. <laughs> <laughs> if the screen door had been. It's just just a screen door. I think I would have walked in, but yeah. sad about it's mm. fine. It's funny. Mm. It was then, good then to be teased I'm about standing it. in the driveway <laughs> when a bunch of other group leaders came. And then by the time we're laughing and talking, there's probably eight or ten all laughing and talking in the driveway. Yeah. And one of them goes, "Man, I'm so bummed you're outside. I was so looking forward just to walking right in your house <laughs> and going into your kitchen." And I'm like, oh man. Yeah, it was good. It was a good time. That's funny, Lauren. What about you? Where did where did refrigerator rights become a thing in your life? You know what? Um, I've been th- even as Tanner was talking, I was thinking about I. I can't pinpoint anything specific. I'd like to say my parents were incredibly generous like that, but I think I learned it first of all as a kid, going to a couple of my friends' houses, where they just incredibly generously just taught me over time what's ours is yours, and so. I think just subconsciously I have memories early on of this is awesome. I, I feel cared about, I feel welcomed and loved. And, and so instead of me pointing maybe to seeing that as a kid, um, when Carrie and I started our family in our thirties, we were talking about how we want our house to be a place where our kids Mm. friends want to be. And so I actually don't know how well we're doing this, but <laughs> I, I'd like to think we've always got popsicles in the fridge. We've always got some sodas. We've always always got some, I mean, it's not healthy. We've got just different, you know, kind of things kids like in the pantry. And we have, t- I love it. I love it when Hannah's friend, Addie, down the street, is in our kitchen going through our pantry. Like, it just thrills me yeah. that she didn't even ask, you know? Yeah. And uh, so I think... I think I learned it a little bit intuitively, um, and 
and I, I just I want to be so a lot. Man, to that degree, a lot of what I teach is ex- what I've experienced, and then and then some level of what I'm teaching is aspirational. It's like oh, I want to be yeah. more like this, right? I want to I want to be what's mine is yours. Yeah, I want to be Acts two. Everybody shared everything, right? I still got room to to grow yeah, in yeah. this area. It's funny. Know? It's funny that you say that. Like our Kerke and I've had the same conversation. Like. You know, okay, we're we're having kids, and you know, it's like, man, I, I want our house to be the one where the kids feel comfortable to be, and they don't feel like we're going to make them do something, or they have to be like overly tidy, or or whatever whatever restrictions there may be. That you know, like, I want our house to be the place where not only <laughs> our kids but other kids. And then there's times that I'm like, <laughs> there was a there was, I think it was last week week before and I think all of our kids had at least one friend over and it's just it's chaos and the dog is running everywhere and there's toys flying and lightsaber fights and girls fighting and TV on and music playing in the other room and and it's just like I remember looking at her and I was like hey remember remember this is this is what you asked for like this is what you wanted and this is- <laughs> It's the, that they would all feel comfortable. <laughs> Just remember that. Remember yeah. that. When they yeah. all leave, remember that. When the house is completely destroyed. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, but mm-hmm. it's funny. It's like, you know what? That's It is an aspirational thing at the same time because it's like, man, we want to be those kind of people that yeah. that are presenting that to the next the next generation too. Yeah. Like I want my kids to expect that kind of thing yep. for when their friend comes over and they go literally raid the the drawer of snacks and walk away with like, three bags of you know doritos and yes yeah yeah (laughs) gardettos and i'm like Uh really all of it okay that's fine that's fine (laughs) do you think yeah 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 i i think uh man what a what a relatable kind of term refrigerator rights i think it's something that everybody can at least grasp the idea of and i would say and i would say even just um if you didn't grow up with that uh, or experience that in some way as a kid, like I think it's just really it's it's really cool. Like what I'm learning is how to be more intentional about that. Shelby and I don't have that necessarily by design. I don't think anyway. Maybe Shelby would may, may say something totally different. Um, it may be an intentional effort on her part. Um, uh, I think I've taken it for granted because this is how that's how I grew up. You know what I mean? So to bring a level of intentionality, even hearing you say, Lauren, you know, I mean. I think my parents were generous and and those types of things, but I think it really sunk in going to other places and to like, it just brings, and even to hear you say, you know, when we talked about starting our family, like we wanted this, like it's an intentional effort, the decision. I think for most of us, it is going to be a decision that we make a choice to, to, to grant that to people. Um, So I like, I like how that brings, uh, some tangible opportunity, you know? Um, yeah, no doubt. I, I even think about when we bought our house here four and a half years ago and we got a pool. I call it a pool. It's like a big bathtub. It's a small <laughs> pool. But one of the reasons we did it is because we love our kids. We want them to swim and, and that's awesome. Um, and Texas is hot. Yeah. <laughs> But another key reason we did it is same vein. We're like, man, we want the kids to just come. We, we t- I loved meeting new neighbors going, yeah. hey, uh, just by the way, we got a pool. Anytime you want to come over, even if we're not home and swim in the pool, you can't. Like, it, 
there's things like that. The fridge, your, your pool. Um, I remember friends who had, you know, a pool table and a, and a foosball table, basketball goal, a basketball goal. Uh-huh. And that, that made me want to go over there, yep. you know? So, um, for sure. Well, so let's uh, let's wrap this one up here. Um, we're we're ending the the friending series. Looking forward to um, Awaken coming up next. Um, anything else you guys have yeah, wrapping I, up this series? here? I want to say I have uh, probably unintentionally, <laughs> um, but I love how God kind of does this. I have loved the correlation between what we have talked about in our Peace of Mind series a while back. Uh, the, um, I guess the thread of community, um, that we saw in peace of mind, how that was crucial and important in our lives to then to friending, talking about specifically the types of community we, we, we seek to have the desires that we want, um, the outcomes of some of those things. And then to hear, uh, you know, halfway through our conversation today, even about, specifically during awaken who are the people in your life who are those that are that mm. you want to grant refrigerator rights to that may not feel like they have it yet and all those things it's practical like like there's this deep spiritual call uh throughout all of those um to develop meaningful community and relationship and I love that common thread. So I'm excited. I'm excited for the carryover. That friending wasn't a placeholder uh, series. It's not a conversation that was just to get us to another series or a partnership with other churches. I love how it's really pointing us to. It's. It's. it's I've seen it as foundational to practical ways that we can live out what we're going to be praying for in February. So I. I, I just love that thread love there. That. It even makes me think of a conversation in this context yesterday with, you know, one of our group leaders asked, Hey, can we meet on campus? Um, can we do something on the church campus? You know, which has its time and place. Oh my goodness. What a, what a gift to have a central location and the resources we have. But because we believe the church is God's people, it's not a building. It's God's people who are made to connect with each other and to reach out to people relationally. You can't, get refrigerator rights or give refrigerator rights on a church campus. (laughs) You know, you just, it's not this, I mean, you can in different ways, but it's not the same as letting someone into your home. Um, and so it's way messier. It's less convenient sometimes. Um, and yet it's just, it's to me, it's a picture. We, we, we often glamorize acts two. Uh, the the beauty of the first church. I mean, they they met every day. They all shared everything. Look what God did to bless them. Oh my goodness, they grew up. They ex- exploded. We glamorize. Of course, we forget all the dysfunction and the letters Paul wrote. Going, hey, stop doing that. <laughs> you know. <laughs> yeah. But but regardless, what what do we see, see that's beautiful? What do we see that we glamorize? It's their community. Yeah. It's the way they loved each other in each other's space. Yeah. You know. Yeah. They weren't sending emails. They right. weren't. They, they weren't posting stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. They weren't. They they were in each other's space, sharing meals, food, food. Shocker, food's always at the center, right? Yeah. So, I th- I think you said it well. It's this is not some kind of you said placeholder. It's not peripheral. 
this is central to living out the gospel, I think. Yeah. So. Well, and uh, in the same vein, we also have another opportunity coming up this weekend. Um, this weekend, this Sunday coming up is uh, our our next come to the table, where uh, we've got a, a a group of people that are generously providing a meal for everybody to uh, to come to the gathering as normal, and then hang out afterwards and eat some food and spend some time and and uh, have conversation, get to know some people, and just be. Yeah. So um, that's another another thing that's coming up too. So. All right. Well, uh, that's wrapping up the uh, the series of friending. We have a new one starting this coming Sunday. We're going to kick off Awaken as we look forward to the month of February and all the ways that we're going to uh, be praying for those around us, the people in our in our lives, and um, fasting right along with it as we kick off this year. And I'm um, pretty excited about that. So. This is the E6 Podcast from Colonial Church. You can always get more information about Colonial at colonialchurch.com, or you can download our app from the App Store or the Google Play Store. Um, we always love to hear from you guys, so send us your questions or your feedback or your requests for uh, top 10 um, or top 20 of Lauren's specific friends, uh, and we'll, uh, we'll push him to, to see if we can make that happen. Uh, but you can send that to podcast at colonialchurch.com. Thank you for listening, and we will pick up our conversation again next week.